Welcome to the Balance Chaos Podcast. We're excited to have you here this week. Today, we are going to cover the topic of purpose versus your passions. So we wanted to talk about this because we find a lot of people coming to us asking, what is my purpose? And I think it's only natural, especially after you've maybe come to a couple healing sessions or you're on this kind of path, looking at your life, looking at deeper questions to suddenly go, okay, well, what am I here for? And I think even if you're not on that path, it's a question that comes up a lot. I think it's human nature to look inside of ourselves and go, why am I here? What what am I doing on this earth? There's got to be a reason. And we start digging and sometimes we feel like there's this box that we have to check off and it makes it almost seem unattainable or like we're not doing something right if we can't figure it out. Yeah. I guess like what comes with that is this feeling of emptiness. Like until I find my purpose, I don't feel of use or like I belong here. Like, and and it is something that makes you feel very ungrounded and anxious, frankly, like people are like, until I find my purpose, like I'm not going to be complete or you know, this is useless. Yeah. Um, but they also naturally associate it with their passion. So whatever my purpose is, I, I have to feel super jazzed about. I'm going to be very excited about. And then they feel like very worried if they're like, well, there's nothing like, I don't even know what my hobbies are, or I don't even know what feeds my soul. And then they literally started to feel defeated. Yeah. Um, I almost, I got this image when you were talking about, um, feeling that empty feeling of being a kid and thinking about, you know, when you first start a kid and you start realizing like death and like, this isn't it, or is this it or what's happening in that feeling? I just remember like sitting in my bed and like thinking about life and what it was and just kind of feeling like you're like going down this dark hole of like, why am I here? Who am I? What is this? Is there something else? And it's almost that same feeling, but as an adult, like, so when you're rational mind now, you know, like, okay, we have X, Y, Z and we're here and I'm right in the middle of it. And shoot, what am I, what am I doing? (laughs) I'm like, I'm just as lost as that little kid. Um, but yeah. And then you're, you do feel like it's something you should be excited about. Cause a lot of times when we think about people who have purpose. We think about the people who are tied to this big, great thing that we've either seen in the media, or maybe they're a sports star or they're a celebrity who's also, you know, feeding children in Africa, whatever, whatever it might be, but we see it as this big giant thing. And like, I have to do something like that in order to be fulfilling my purpose. And we're here to tell you, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Or to feel worthy. I think people are so afraid of like, if I'm not living out my purpose or my truth, am I worthy of love recognition or, or any of these things? Like, should I be taking up space here on this earth? Yeah. And it, it, even like, am I allowed to feel joyful if I'm not doing something for others or for humanity or whatever it, it might be. Um, but yeah, this episode today is really here to tell you that you don't have to be doing a big, huge, giant thing to be living your purpose. Exactly. So (laughs) let me explain, like, so the difference between your purpose and your passion. So purpose is something that is authentic. It's natural. It's automatic. You're living it just every day, getting up 
and going through your survival routine. You're usually meeting your purpose without knowing. It's not something you feel. Some people do, but in general, it's being, right? Yeah. Passion is something where you feel excited about it. It feels like alignment. Um, It's like when you feel passionate, it's like worth arguing about. Like maybe you're not somebody who argues, but if you feel passionate about a certain topic, you're willing to speak up. Um, something that you want to research or you feel called to know, you feel called to know more about. That's where your passions are. And I think so many of us get confused between the two, and we think that our purpose and our passion are the same, or that if you're passionate about something, you should be working in it, and if you're not, then you're not fulfilling your purpose, and that's false. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, when we have passions for things, they, they light us up and they're like, it's like a fire inside of us. Like, this is so exciting. And I think your passions can change. I think passions can kind of grow and evolve. And I think your purpose stays true from the beginning of your life all the way to the end. And I love that. Absolutely. Cause it, it's a, it's a really good way to think about it that it's maybe something you don't know that you're doing all the time. Your friends will know it about you. Everyone else will know it about you, but you might not even see it about yourself, which is really interesting, right? Because here we are, we're searching for this thing that's going to make us complete and we're already doing it. Number one, like everyone's already doing it and your passion, you know, if you're like, Oh, I'm, in high school, I was really passionate. This is not me, but in high school, I was really passionate about running. (laughs) I was, I ran track, did not do that at all. I don't know why that was the example. I did. did. Maybe you're channeling my energy. (laughs) Yeah. So Brooke was really passionate about running, (laughs) but then you get older and maybe that kind of goes to the wayside. Like I actually rode horses in high school and I was very passionate about that. I had a horse and I spent many, many hours at the barn. I can't even tell you the last time I was on a horse like that passion. It's not that I don't like them, but it's just not there in the same way. And I have a lot of other passions that I dig into now and I spend my time with and I learn about. It doesn't mean that I lost my purpose because I didn't like horses or Brooke didn't like running. You know, we still have that and that was part of our life path maybe, but it's not our purpose in life. Exactly. Yeah. That was very well explained. Thank you. And you can see it like, I mean, if, if you need an example of this and you have children, look at your children. There's things that you might notice, especially when they're communicating with their peers. That you might be like, oh, like I was telling Kristen, like with Grayson, anytime we go to a park and there's groups of children, Grayson is the one who gets the children to rally together. And like if they were all playing separate games, now everybody's playing hide and go seek or everybody. Usually it's a superhero game. He gets everybody <laughs> to play some sort of superhero game like he tends to be the leader of the pack, but it's not like he goes to the park with the intention of I'm going to tell everybody what to play. It's just he makes friends and it seems fun and the other kids are drawn to him. So he's able to build that community. So that's part of his purpose. But if I ask Grayson, what's your purpose? He wouldn't be like, I build community. He would have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> hey, he doesn't go around telling everyone my purpose is building community. Welcome. Welcome. Right. Come on. <laughs> like all he's trying to do is to get everybody to shoot like Spider-Man webs. <laughs> but I'm, I'm curious to watch as he ages, like how he continues to pull different groups of people together. And if you have children, it's a great opportunity for you to see like, wow, I can't see their purpose. I can't see what they always do in a peer situation. 
how they interact and what's natural to their being. And that's going to be linked to their purpose. And seeing your children's might help you start to look at yours a little bit more. Yeah, I think, I mean, children are such great teachers and it's a, it's a really, and they're so pure when they're, you know, they're not like thinking, I'm going to go to this park and see how many kids I can get to play. Like there might be something in there in Grayson that's like, oh, there's kids over there. I should bring them over here. Or maybe they want to play with me, but it's not like, he's on that mission. And so kids just do things without a lot of overthinking, like we do as adults. So you can really see it. Whereas maybe, you know, if it was him and he doesn't have this supportive mom of Brooke and he gets a little nervous and insecure later, then he's overthinking, bringing people together and like, should I do this? And should I do that? And then you get a little foggy and, but then suddenly it comes out again. It'll come out again and again when it's your purpose. Right. And it's, yeah, again, yeah. Cause you don't have to try. It's not to say that trauma can't block a purpose. So like, let's mm-hmm. say one time he goes to the park and maybe older kids are mean to him. And so we can't get a group together. Maybe next time he goes to the park, he's a little nervous, right? Or he's unsure of how he's going to get the community together, but it doesn't mean his purpose is shot. Cause he can step back into it once he gets over the memory of that trauma. But I think as adults, most of us hold on to our trauma memories. Mm-hmm. So maybe we are not embodying or living our full truth and purpose because a lot of us are far away from our full truth. Yeah. You know, we get scared to speak up because we know the last three times we did it, either we weren't heard or, you know, we got punished at work or our partner got mad at us. So as adults, we carry a lot more fear around and judgment around everything we do. And that can block purpose. Yeah. Well, and that's why it's so, um, such a powerful thing to be vulnerable and why like vulnerability is a, I feel like I don't want to say it's having a moment, but it's kind of having a moment. Like it's just getting talked about a little bit more because it's the vulnerability. The reason it's so, um, such a thing that connects us is it because it takes down all those things that we've worried about and brings us to the true part of ourselves. So when we show somebody the true us, we're showing them our purpose and it's coming out and speaks um, in a higher volume. Okay. I love all of that. (laughs) And so then that gives, I mean, no, this is great because it gives us a place to instruct. If you are like, you know what? I do feel super blocked for my purpose. Step into your vulnerability a little bit more, be more vulnerable in your day-to-day interactions and, and, you know, let your walls down and stop coming from a place of ego and you will find your purpose pretty quickly. Like that's a great instruction for getting you to, to find it, but you got to let down the walls and let people in. And if there's like, if there's things that you, I know for like, for me too, sometimes there was things that would hold me back from saying something that I wanted to say to somebody that I knew maybe they needed to hear, but I'm like, Oh, I don't know. I don't want to like, hurt their, like hurt their feelings or make them. And once I kind of let go of that, I think it allowed, it allowed me to, to speak whatever I needed to speak to them. And then it was like open floodgates. So people could talk more comfortably to me. And I just think that it's really interesting that vulnerability is actually kind of the key. That's if there's something that you're like, I should say this, I should say this. It's probably your purpose, like pushing you to come or pushing like to, come, to come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause I look in hindsight, I've always been an incredibly empathetic person, but I think again, and I've referenced this in previous podcasts, but in my late teens and early twenties, I led with sarcasm and 
and being a little bit abrupt and mean. And that was my wall. And that was because I knew if I felt people, it felt scary. But then at the same time, as soon as I let that down and step into my vulnerability, I'm very much living my purpose now, which my, my purpose is linked to my job, which not everybody's is, but like, I am teaching people to feel, <laughs> but I wouldn't have got there had I kept those walls up yeah. or not allowed myself to be vulnerable. If I kept coming from a place of sarcasm and pushing people away, we wouldn't be like talking. About we wouldn't this. be here. We wouldn't be, neither <laughs> one of us would be here if we didn't like go for right. the things that kind of were hidden. And it does, I mean, it does happen. I love the example of um, trauma blocking your purpose. And if Grayson goes to the park and kids are mean, because that is what happens. And I think it's, it's part of our journey in life to kind of overcome those things and to, to have those little bit of blocks that make us uncomfortable to really like understand where our truth is and where your truth is, your purpose is. Exactly. Exactly. Where our truth is, your purpose is. It's a great quote. <laughs> and with, well, without yeah, getting yeah. over the blocks, maybe you wouldn't appreciate it so much. Yeah. Right. So we Absolutely. almost need the trauma as a mirror of appreciation for like, okay, I got here. Yeah. Like you've arrived. So, I mean, kind of coming back to how you're coming into maybe a session or you're on this thought path of like, what is my purpose? Really? if you look at your everyday life, if you know that you've kind of done the work to take down a lot of your walls and you are speaking your truth and you are letting yourself be vulnerable and you're having these pure interactions with people, you're living your purpose because that is exactly it. It's the everyday interactions. I had a conversation with someone just like yesterday about this, they were, we were talking and I said, you know, stop thinking about what you need to be doing as like a, I have to find this path and I'm lost and on the hamster wheel until I find it, do your work, do live your life where you're living and just keep being who you are to your friends and family. Like you have these friends in your life and they keep coming back to you because of who you are as a per person. And so much of what you say to somebody, you don't even think about, and they go home and take it and they're like, oh my gosh. And maybe years later, maybe they never tell you, but maybe years later, somebody tells you, oh, you said this to me one time and it just changed my life. And you're like, what? A lot of times it's those like, you don't even remember, but you just made an impact and that's living your purpose. Absolutely. And it's because we're all connected. Like when we talk about universal consciousness, it's like, we are all connected. Like we feel individual in our body, but our consciousness is connected, which is our spirit. Right. And so we're an ecosystem. Like, yeah. so you are a part of this delicate ecosystem. If you're alive, you have a purpose and a job and a role in the ecosystem. And that's when I like to go to my shark example. <laughs> Sharks so are such a part of the ecosystem. Like if all of the sharks died, it would wreak havoc on the oceans and like the animals that would overpopulate the oceans, the algae that would overpopulate the oceans, that the earth would become toxic. There wouldn't be the proper amount of CO2 oxygen for us to breathe and it would be harmful. So we need sharks, but sharks don't wake up every day and are like, all right, my purpose is to keep you know, the air quality controlled and make sure there's not too much allergy in the ocean. All sharks wake up and do is eat. It's like, I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, they wake up, they hunt and they sleep and that's about it. 
never knowing how much we are dependent on them and how much we need them. And so you might be a very important part of a delicate ecosystem, but all we're asking you to do is wake up every day and live your truth. Wake up every day and eat. Wake up every day. And when we get to passions, like look for your passions, feed your soul and be, and that is your job. That is your purpose. Yeah. You don't have to have it clearly. It's our ego. That's like, I need it clearly defined. I need it written down. I need to know what it is to feel purposeful. No, that's not the truth. You just need to be just like a shark, be a shark, be a shark. If everyone's just a shark, we're all working and doing good, <laughs> but it is, it is so funny. And it is our ego. It's our ego that we're like, I need to know what is my purpose? How, what do I need to wake up every day and accomplish so that I'm contributing to the earth? Like you are contributing right now. And like, I think if more people understood that and like, just took that in and really felt it like you are important to the people around you. Like you are important to every person you touch today, whether it's a friend or somebody on the street, if you greet them with love and kindness and compassion, you just like improved people's day. Amazing. Right. <laughs> and that's really what it's about. Well, I think it's funny because we are bombarded with negativity, like in the media and like what we're fed on TV and stuff. And so you start to think there's more bad out there. Like just, that's what we see more of. But if you realize if there's people like you who are concerned about their purpose, that's actually good. Yeah. And so you're the balance because there's a yin and yang to everything. So where there's dark, there's an equal and opposite amount of light. Maybe you are that light without even knowing it. And so you're creating a pure balance and polarity to the energy of the earth just yeah. by being here just by being here. I'm also going to, I'm going to veer off just a little bit because I saw something today that I feel like everybody needs to be reminded of. Um, because you know, there's a lot of news and I try to stay off of it. And then I know some people are like, I'm staying off of it, but I feel like I'm putting my head in the sand and da da da. We are not, our nervous systems are actually not meant to get all of that information. Like there has been no other time where you get to know about all the bad shit that's happening on the other side of the world, as well as all the bad shit that's happening in your city. Like it would mm -hmm. have taken so long to get that information years ago. And we get to open up our phone and see every terrible thing that's happened all over the world. Like that's actually too much for us to take. So if you need to take a break from the news, don't feel like you're being irresponsible because same as this like balance of being light. If you feel, if you can physically feel it draining your energy and, and the light that's within you, like that means take a break. Your nervous system right. can't handle it and you're draining your energy and you're going to go out and you're not going to be that light for the world. So it's okay. I'm going to give you some permission. It doesn't mean you're, you can go on and read a little bit of news tomorrow. If you need to take a break today, you're okay. You're not right. a bad person. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like feed your light again so that you can provide that balance of light in the world. Mm -hmm. um, because it is, it's so much, but I, I mean, it speaks to a lot of things. There is obviously more abundance in the world, which I love because yeah. all the technology breakthroughs and this access to information provides abundance. But then you even look at food. We have more food than we, like, we have access to so much food, more than we could ever need. Yeah. Especially if you're listening to this podcast and you <laughs> have it, like, you have some such good access to resources. So there is a lot of abundance, but it's like, how do we balance that abundance without overdoing, over consuming? Yeah. 
whether it's food information, news, like all the things. Yeah. There has to be a fine balance. And we have to be a little more mindful of it now because we do have so much all the time. So just like we have to be mindful of the news, we have to be mindful of when I go to the grocery store and I'm hungry and I want to buy everything, like don't do that because then you're going to throw away food, Kristen. Right. Like <laughs> you have a lot of people in your house, but still, if you buy everything you want, I guarantee you're going to throw some things away. Yeah. Especially because my pantry is really not great for finding things. <laughs> As a culture, like American culture, I know we have some listeners in other countries, but yes. in American culture, it's like very much like more, more. We want more. We're hyper consumers. Mm-hmm. And and if you're in other countries, you're rolling your eyes saying like, yeah, we know. <laughs> yeah. But it is like, like become aware of all the things you think you need to feel okay. And I mean, this is a whole separate podcast I know. topic, but I think we should do one on this. I know. Like I'm going to write this down. This okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let me then get off of that soapbox and veer towards passion because yeah. I think some of us are still like, okay, what does it mean if I'm passionate about something? Does that mean that I have to work in it? Yes. That's a cultural block we have too. We very much believe that to live our purpose or our passion, that then that's what should make us money. And it's not always the truth. For some people it is, and they're very lucky. Like we see professional athletes, maybe they're passionate about golf or football or whatever, and then they still get to to make money that way. Yeah. Um, or I, I do feel like I am passionate about spirituality. I do know in any other job, I could not, <laughs> like, could you imagine <laughs> going to me at the grocery store and I'd be like, well, your past life is this, but like, <laughs> I just don't feel like I, like in an office setting, I would not soar. Like I would not be my best self making an Excel spreadsheet when I want to tell you about um, your root chakra. Like it just. <laughs> She's like, like, your finances are off because your root chakra is off. Yeah, okay. Okay. Like, Forget this like, spreadsheet. Yeah, I'm channeling your grandma right now. And she says <laughs> that actually you're fine. Like you should be investing in this stock. Like it just doesn't work. So yes, I'm passionate about spirituality and it's linked to my purpose but it was, it's like, like, like given to me, does that mean that every day I wake up feeling jazzed about it? The answer is no. There's days I want to stay in bed. If you follow me on Instagram, there's days I'm like, leave me alone. (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. So it does not always mean that just because you're living your purpose and your passion, that you're inspired 120% of the time. And I think that's so important to to say, because I think when you're like, I'm searching for my passion, it's going to make me feel full, complete. And I'm going to wake up every day like, oh, like you're, you're not like, and we are still humans and anything can become monotonous mm-hmm. and anything can become like, it's, it's still a job, right? Yeah. So if you're, you know, doing a job that is your passion and your purpose, there's still going to be some days that feel hard and like, you don't want to do it, whether you're, a basketball player or your book. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I didn't mean to compare myself. Like I don't think of myself as a God <laughs> complex. Like I'm Kobe Bryant. I don't think about an RIP Kobe. Um, <laughs> like I honestly do not think of myself that way, but I just meant. No, no, no. That. I think it's a great example because I think a lot of people will be like, but you're talking about this, but you're actually doing it. So how does that compare with me? Yeah. I want you to know most days I would rather sit on my couch, but I know that I can't live that way. <laughs> And (laughs) no, yeah. (laughs) Um, but I think everybody, like if you are passionate about certain things or like, let's say you've just found your voice, maybe 2020 helped you find your voice and realize what's important to you. Yeah. Just that can be your passion. It doesn't mean that you have to now. Okay. So I've realized that I'm really passionate about humans, human rights. Mm 
you can speak on that in your community and where you are. Does that mean now you have to start this whole human rights movement? If that feeds you, yes. But if it doesn't and that, you know, doesn't sound interesting and you still want to take care of your family and do the things, do it small. Like everything doesn't have to be huge. I I mean, that is such an American thing that we have to like, okay, now I want to do this and I'm going to make it big and everything's going to be big and it's going to change the world and it's going to, you know, just impact so many people. And if I don't do this, then I'm failing. Right. Oh yeah. Like there's a lot of this failure, overachiever, perfectionist, and we don't do well with failing number one. So we feel like anytime we don't do something big, we're not doing enough. And just having conversations in your community, if like with the example of human rights, if that's something that's important to you, you know what, you can make more of an impact with the 10 closest people to you than trying to start something and shouting from a rooftop when no one's listening. Okay. I mean, look at, let's look at an example of this that I just actually think is really funny. Like, have you ever been to like, it happened twice recently. Um, I went to Garth Brooks at the stadium Uh at the greater stadium. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's the people and I have nothing against religions. If you love religions, you do your thing. If you love Jesus, you love Jesus, like do it. Nothing against that. But you see the people standing, like all these people are going to Garth Brooks and there's this man standing out there with multiple signs and screaming on a megaphone about the Bible and getting people and calling people sinners and like screaming at them. He is doing less in that moment. Then if he would just talk to his five closest friends about it, because everybody's ignoring him, eye rolling and people don't like being told what to do. So they're more, more resistant that even if they love Jesus, they're sitting there thinking like, why are you doing that in that way? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's making them actually mad at him for preaching something that they believe in, in that way. Yes. And so aggressively. Yeah. And that man probably thinks he's like, this is my purpose. I need to go tell people about Jesus, but it's like, (laughs) yeah, but it's like, you're actually turning more people off. And the same thing happened. I went to a Padres game in San Diego somebody out there doing that. And it's like, people don't realize that it doesn't have to be so aggressive. (laughs) Yeah. It can be gentle. Like Mm -hmm. your purpose and, or your passion for something can be gentle. And actually it's like that you, you catch more bees with honey. (laughs) It might be bees. I don't know. You're catching bugs. you're You're catching something with honey than with something else. I don't know the quote, but you know what I'm talking about everybody, mm-hmm. right? Like the sweet stuff is better than the sour. Yeah. <laughs> or the no, it really. And there's like, and, and that's the true too, but I do think passion does drive us. So if you feel really passionate about it, sometimes it's hard not to be sour because you're like, yeah. why don't you see it the way I do? And it's, I mean, it's cool that that speaks to your passion, <laughs> but at the same time, maybe we, we take our passion in, in, uh, moderation yeah, or harness it, <laughs> harness it in a different way. Hard, like, and that, I mean, that's even like, I can say that to myself, like, cause I <laughs> joke about being overly, like I make everything spiritual. Well, it's my passion, but it's like, you know, time and a place. Somebody at the grocery store doesn't need to know that because they stub their toe that that's linked to their root chakra. And it's <laughs> an issue. They're just trying to bag my groceries. I can, you know, shut up. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool lady. Get out of here. No. <laughs> Yeah. So think of your passions as the things that excite you, or they can even be things that anger you, like that you feel like are worth arguing about yeah. or demonstrating for. And I also think um, sometimes our passions or like the things that we really care about 
are things that we get really, we can get nervous about. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you might think, oh, I am passionate about this, but I could never do it because I get too nervous. And it's this, if you're nervous about something, that's actually like your body showing you that it's really important to you. And it doesn't mean that you're not good at something because you get nervous about it. I, I truly believe that if you're nervous about something, it's because you are good at it. And it's just like your energy getting amped up and you have to, that's why breathing is so important. That's why this, I always talk about, I really like to public speak. I don't have, I would say I don't have a fear of it, but I still get very nervous right before I'm going to do it. And I always tell anybody (laughs) that I can talk to or that is going to speak to, I'm like, I black out the first like two minutes I'm talking. So if you ever see me, even at a group event, like, and I'm talking, I don't know what I'm saying those first two minutes. What's so funny about that though, is like experiencing that with you and being with you and next to you for all of these things. Mm -hmm. She seems cool as a cucumber. And like, this is, I do, I'm going to speak to your purpose here. Okay. Because I, I have found in our friendship and in doing this podcast and any venture that Kristen and I have done together, she makes me feel calm and comfortable. Like she has this automatic way of just, it's going to work. It's going to be okay. Like step into it and we've got this. And she does it without any effort. Like you have no idea the amount of comfort you've brought me without even trying. Well, thank you. That's your purpose. And you have no idea. She's thinking, yeah. I'm about to talk to this group and I'm a little <laughs> nervous. I'm going to black out. And I'm thinking, oh, thank God she's here. <laughs> <laughs> like I can be myself just having her next to me. And, and but that is like, she helps people embody their truth because you embody yours so well. So nobody in a group setting, when you're public speaking, would ever think that you were nervous. Yeah. Because you put them at ease naturally. Oh, well, thank you. And now you all know, no, (laughs) no, but I do. I think the reason that, and I do like when we're talking before and, or we're about to do something, I do feel like this is great. I'm so excited and everything's going to work out just fine. And I really like in my heart know that. And then I get up to speak and I'm like, what am I saying? Who am I? What's my name? (laughs) Where are we? (laughs) Where are we today? What is this about? (laughs) But, um, but I think it's because I'm so, I'm like so excited, especially in groups that we do. Like, I'm so excited for the people that are there. I love working with you and I'm so excited about doing it with you. And there's just all of those feelings are like, ah, and that's, I think that is what makes me nervous is that it's so important to me. And so I, but, but that yeah. importance, all of that, of what you're saying is passion. Yeah. And so like, you're passionate about this, like, and that is why it might make you feel a little nervous. So don't think that if you're nervous, that then it can't be passion. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's, thank you. That was my full point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Like, you know, we're passionate about the stuff we speak about in the podcast, but every day, right before, like, right as we hit play, there's a little like stomach drop. (laughs) I'm like, you're going to go, I'm going to go for doing this. But then once we start, it feels very natural. Like we're just holding a conversation. Yeah, exactly. Nerves shouldn't be something that holds you back because if you're letting your nerves get the best of you, you're blocking yourself A, from feeling passionate about something and B, from maybe embodying that purpose that's right there. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I think it's just use it as fuel. Fuel to like let you get excited about something and to know that it's important. Absolutely. And I think it's like, 
when it is that passion, it's like something that you are supposed to be doing. So that's why you're nervous. So I think as we're talking about this and we're talking about passion, but I think we should talk about Brooke's purpose because I think the reason that Brooke has such a successful business and that she has so many um, people that want to talk to her and be with her is because, you know, she's talking about spirituality and like teasing that she always has to talk about it. But Brooke makes spirituality so attainable that you don't feel like she's this person that's over on in another dimension that you're like, what is she talking about? Like, she's just so real about it and brings it to real life and makes you understand that you can also embody all of the things that she embodies. And I think that that is what makes working with you as a client and as a business partner. And it's just so fun because she makes it very real and very, um, just like, we all should know these things. And you're like, yeah, I should know about my root chakra and why I'm rubbing my toe and messing things up. Like, you're not like, okay, interesting. Like, it's just, it's so natural, but you're so calm about it. And that's what so many people who have seen you, they're like, I just, she's so different than I expected because you bring it to such a real level. Well, so. thank you. Wow. Okay. Kristen told me that she was going to tell me my, pur- like my purpose during this, but she wasn't going to give me a... Like tell me preemptively. (laughs) And I do, I feel like I'm like, (laughs) it's so nice. Well, you know, grateful for you. (laughs) I'm grateful for you too. But at the same time, like with that being said, so Kristen's telling me this is my purpose. I'm not sitting here thinking like as a practitioner, as a healer, as any of this, like I make this normal. Mm -hmm. Once she says it like that, I'm like, oh yeah, I I do. Like make it approachable. But I'm not waking up every day like, all right, Brooke, let's live our purpose. Let's go make spirituality feel normal to people. Yeah. So w- you guys probably aren't knowing your purpose either. Like, exactly. Because it's it's not something that you just wake up and do. I wake up and I'm like, all right, let me go talk about some more spiritual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so true. Like, same when you say mine and I'm like, oh, yeah, people do always tell me I make them feel comfortable and they can say, oh, OK, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But most of the time, I'm like, I'm going to go talk to people today. Cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and you are so like cool as a cucumber about it. Like I literally like hearing Kristen say she's ever nervous about something. I'm like, where is it? I read energy for a living. Where is it in your body? <laughs> I don't know. You have told me that forever. And I'm like, I'm dying. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just a really good smiler. You <laughs> are so good. <laughs> Yeah, no. So it is like, like we joke and make it funny, but stop hounding down. Like I need to know what my purpose is to live it, to feel fulfilled. Like start living every day as if like you already know that it's being done. You're going to feel so much better and so much less anxiety, almost more gratitude for yourself and others. Yes. And I, I do think that that is part of living your purpose, right? Cause if you're not searching for it, if you're just going out having your day, finding joy in your day, finding passion, finding things that fuel your soul. If you're fueling your soul and you're making yourself feel good by doing like, Oh, okay. Like, so I discovered yoga and I was like, I really like yoga. I'm going to do more of that like that. And it's brought me so many different things. So I think if you follow your passions, it helps to fuel your purpose. It may not be the same thing, but it might lead you to some people that you're supposed to meet, or it might, 
you know, leads you to discover parts of yourself that you didn't realize you were like, maybe you start looking into human rights and you're like, oh, and you just follow like the little nuggets of your passion and they bring you closer to your purpose because they're going to bring you around the people that need you. Alignment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I do. I think people get so worried like, well, I'm an accountant and it was just something that was easy for me and pays the bills. Cool. Pay but, I don't bills. Feel, <laughs> but then they're like, I don't feel like I have my purpose. Well, like maybe you don't realize that like being an accountant, you're somebody who makes few people feel really comfortable talking about money where they normally wouldn't, or you help people remove their money blocks. Maybe they thought that they would never amount to anything, but then you start, you know, investing their money and all of a sudden they feel empowered. And that might be part of your purpose, but you just thought, well, I wanted this practical job that gave me insurance and, and to pay my bills. Yeah. But then your passion might be to play golf on the weekends. Right. And all of that is okay. And all of that is alignment. Like, don't feel like just because like, maybe you get paid for one thing that doesn't fuel your fire, that it means that you're not living your truth or like have a purposeful. Yeah, Yeah. I'm going to, so my dad was an accountant. I'm going to talk about this because. Oh, awesome. You can speak to it. Yeah. So my dad was an accountant and for many years, like when I was younger, he worked in hotels. So he would do like finance stuff for hotels and he would be the general manager. And this man, you think I'm cool as a cucumber. He was cooler. He just would, he would walk around. I just remember him walking around resorts and like saying hey to people. And he was just like, king of the castle. And when we moved here, he went back to being like an accountant accountant. And I remember like, even as a kid, like kind of seeing that it, he did it for us. We wouldn't have to move around as much. And you could kind of see that it was like, you know, like it, it wasn't exactly what he loved because now he's sitting at a desk and he's this, but he loved people. So people would come into him and he had these like great relationships with people and people would give him like these crazy gifts. And I'm like, who likes, who's excited about seeing their accountant, but everyone would be excited about seeing him. And then he started doing like us trustee stuff and doing this and he's going to the golf club and he's on all these different boards. And he got to find even as he stepped out of this, like being the general manager of resorts and going back to behind a desk, being an accountant, he still, it was like all of a sudden that part of him like came back out and he was back to being this charismatic. He would bring people together and brought a lot of joy to people that he met. He always had like random I'm like, who is this person that, you know, he always had like random friends that just, and he's like, oh, it's so-and-so. And And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like what? So even if you're an accountant and you're just doing things, you still have this connection. Like it's so much of our purpose is connection and it's in different ways, but it's because that ecosystem that Brooke was talking about earlier. So yeah, it's how we make other people feel. And we don't even always realize it because most of the time, most of us are unaware. We're rushing, we're going, and we're paying so much attention to how we feel mm-hmm. that we forget that we're also radiating a vibration that's making others feel away. Yeah. So no matter what you're doing, just do it and, you know, love yourself and that mm-hmm. passion and purpose comes out. They do. And gentle reminder, if your job isn't something that you feel like feeds your soul, that's okay. That doesn't mean that you lack purpose or passion. They don't always coincide. Yeah. So for journaling prompts, I would love for you to ask three friends, what are the three things that they come to you for? 
so you can figure it out. Yeah. Ask them how, how you make them feel. Yeah. So when you do that, cause it's always the people around us know us more than we know ourselves. Sometimes they, they just see different things about us and, um, are coming to it in a little bit more of a pure thought than we are in our overthinking minds. <laughs> so. absolutely, absolutely. Like without all of our trauma and anxiety. Yeah. And- so that is one of my favorite exercises for people to figure out what it is that they're doing in this world. Ask your absolutely. friends. And then your next journal prompt is going to be, what am I passionate about? And if you don't know yet, ask yourself, what do I like to argue about? What's worth starting a fight for me? Because passion comes with that kind of fuel and angst. Yeah. It's a little bit of fire. It's that fire inside that you're like, oh, I need people to know this or I need to talk about this. Exactly. And let us know how this works for you guys. I'm excited to see what journeys come from this. I have to say, I think this might be my favorite episode we've recorded this far. I know. This was a really fun one. Yeah. So... Hopefully you guys liked it too. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, I just think it's such a poignant question in our society. So it's like to touch on this and give some people some comfort or direction, like it feels like it's needed. So I actually feel like I'm truly embodying my purpose by recording this. No, (laughs) We are actually, we're living passion and purpose intertwined right now. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So we hope you guys enjoyed. Um, I also would like to just remind you our retreat is still coming up and we do still have some spots. So it's the October 15th through 17th. Um, there's some information on Instagram and if you have questions, please reach out to us. Yeah. And if you're looking forward to manifesting and not sure how this is the retreat for you. Yes. And you'll feel very purposeful. No, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks Thanks, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Balance Chaos Podcast. We're so happy to have you here with us each week. Please help us out by subscribing to the show, sharing with friends, and leaving us reviews. You can also follow us on Instagram. We can communicate with you there. Our Instagram handle is at Balance Chaos LV. Reach out and we'll write back. Bye. 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 Bye.